Welcome to the Firearms Trainers Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. I'm your host, Rob Beckman. In this episode, we'll be talking about marketing in constitutional carry states. We bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearm Trainers Association. Head on over to their website, ftaprotect.com, to learn more about their instructor coverage and their competitive pricing. Receive a special 10% off by entering promo code FTP10 at checkout. This episode is brought to you by Mantis X. The Mantis X is a must-have for any serious firearm instructor. The Mantis X is a high-tech, lightweight precision sensor that attaches to a gun, analyzes the shooter's movement patterns, and displays all the information in real time on a smartphone or tablet. The Manus X gives instructors objective, data-driven feedback on things the human eye can't see so that they can coach your students more effectively. Get 10% off with code FTP10 at mantisx.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S-X dot com. Today, we'll be talking with Jacob Paulson from ConcealedCarry.com. Jacob is the founder of ConcealedCarry.com also an NRA and USCCA certified instructor, and markets classes around the country through their instructor network. Welcome, Jacob. How are things going today for you? Not too shabby. Good. Glad to hear that. I think one thing that's very uh, been on a lot of people's minds these days is the number of states that are going to constitutional carry. At last count, as of today, there's 18 states that are constitutional carry states. And some instructors that I've heard about have thrown up their arms, and you know, there's nobody else coming to their classes because it's not required by state law anymore. And other ones are seeing a constant flow of students coming to their, their classes. So in today's world, uh, we want to figure out how do we market in those places that we don't have the government telling our students that they have to come to our classes, but that we would get reached to those, our students. So they want to come to our classes. Yeah. And, and frankly, we could add more states to that list if we want to expand it beyond the you know, constitutional carry states. But if we also included states where you know, a permit still is, or excuse me, states where a permit is required to carry, but no training is required to get the permit. Mm-hmm. It's a similar marketing dilemma in some ways, right? So, you know, for example, uh, you know, Wyoming, uh, Indiana, uh, the you know Georgia, those uh, Pennsylvania, those are all states where they're not constitutional carry states, but no training is required to just walk in and get the permit. Exactly. Right? So it's, it's a similar marketing dilemma, even though it's a slightly different environment. And, but it, but it does it does there's there's an important distinction there, and and we might run into a couple of things we talk about today where the distinction the distinction does matter because if I'm in you know a place like you know Indiana. Uh, where you know, people got per- they have permits they just didn't have to take a class to get them that is a little bit different than a place like um, you know Kentucky where you have constitutional carry and and you you kind of still have that argument in your arsenal of well but if you're going to travel you know and you want reciprocity with other states then you still got to come take my class and get a permit so so constitutional carry states where a permit is still a, a class is still required to get a permit a permit's just not required to carry they're in a slightly better marketing situation than no training required permit states like Indiana, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Wyoming, where, uh, you know, people still got to get permits. They just don't have to take a class. That, that's an added layer of difficulty. Mm-hmm. Most, most definitely. And in my case, I'm surrounded by three of those states, at least Pennsylvania, Kentucky, and Indiana. And, uh, 
Ohio's even toying with the idea. And that's one of the things that made this topic so relevant today because, hey, how are we going to go along? The instructors out there, they're in those states, going to continue having people come, come to our classes. Yeah. So a, a couple of thoughts, you know, and, and here I can tell you for us, concilicary.com, we have instructors in our network teaching classes in Arizona, uh, Indiana, Pennsylvania, uh, Idaho, uh, Georgia, uh, Wyoming, Kentucky, you know, those are all states where we have, we have instructors teaching that, that fall into either of these two categories we're discussing. So we're used to this, like this is, you know, this is, this is normal for us. We, we you know, we, we had it on. And, and so a couple of thoughts that, that, I'll share and we can kind of go through these in whatever order and we can talk about them as much as you want, Rob. I'll let you kind of guide me a little bit here. But the, the first one is this, you know, keep your opinion about whether or not constitutional carry or required training is good or bad. Keep that out of it. it has, you know, that is, there's no place for that in the marketing world. So if you're putting out flyers or putting up stuff on your website and you feel so inclined to get out there and say, well, even though, you know, my, you know, our state doesn't, no longer says you need to take a class and get a permit to carry, you know, I, th- I think that's wrong and that's foolish. And I've had too many students who have come thro- through my class who don't even know which way to point the gun, let alone how to hold it. And I just think it's completely irresponsible to government and you need to come take my class. You know, there's no place for that in marketing, you know, and, and, and th- you know, this, this, the point of this episode is not to have the debate whether or not, you know, training should be required. I'm, I'm happy to jump into that sometime with you. But, but my first opinion would be that, you know, if you think that your marketing, your advertising is, you know, is the place to inject your opinion on whether or not constitutional carry is good or bad, you are going to have a harder time bringing students in the door. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. I mean, from just your little uh, uh, lead in on that one, I was completely turned off where I didn't really want to think about coming to your class. And yeah. you know, we're just, I'm just interviewing you. I was turned off by listening to you. So yeah. how would, how would somebody go about marketing? Yep. So, okay. So let's talk about some things you should do. So the, the first one is I think it's important to not ignore the elephant in the room. So I see this all the time. So, you know, I, Kentucky is probably and, and South Dakota. Those are two states that went constitutional carry this state. So those two are relatively recent. So if we went and checked the websites for most of the firearm instructors in those two states where, you know, j- traditionally they're used to teaching concealed carry classes and maybe some more advanced things. Uh, and we went to their website and we checked to see how it's written. I bet we would find that 90, 95% of them have not changed their website an inkling since constitutional carry went into effect. They, they're essentially pretending it didn't happen. And that is ignoring the elephant in the room, and that is not helping your marketing. So the first tip I would give is, if you're in one of these states, particularly if it's something you know changed recently, address the elephant in the room. So if you go to ours, you know, which you know, in the case of Kentucky, you could go to Kentucky.concealedcarry.com. The very first thing at the very top of the front page says something like, you know, hey, yeah, do you need a, you don't need a permit anymore to carry, correct? You know, like we we address it head on. We're not, you know, we want to talk about the elephant in the room. We want people to. We want them to know that we acknowledge the reality that that is correct. Uh, you no longer need a permit. Perhaps you heard that. Uh, you know, you, you know, good, good. Yeah, we're we're with you. Like, let's let's have this conversation now. Right? Like, I think our okay. I just looked it up. Our language is: you may have heard you don't need a permit to carry concealed in Kentucky. That is true. But without a permit, you have a lot of restrictions that burden you as a gun owner. Read all the reasons why you need a permit here, and then we have a link, you know, to a page that says you know, where we have a list of things. Uh, and, there, and there's other ways you can word it. Um, I, I could give you an example uh, with Idaho or with you know Pennsylvania or some of these other ones. But the, the point is, don't ignore it. Like if you think that just you know you you think that someone's going to just randomly show up on your website and they you know they don't know they're unaware of constitutional carry and they're going to show up on your website, see you off a concealed carry class, and just sign up because 
uh, and they, they just won't ask questions, you're wrong. Like they, they might sign up, but eventually their friends are going to tell them like, why are you taking a class? You don't need that. And then they're like, oh, really? Oh, I, I feel scammed and they're going to go cancel. So you've got to address the elephant in the room. Here's, here's what we have on our Pennsylvania site. For another example, it says the state, this right on our homepage, very top. The state of Pennsylvania doesn't require one to take a class prior to applying for a concealed carry permit. However, carrying a firearm without a clear understanding of state, county, and city laws relating to where, when, how one can carry and defend oneself, as well as fundamental skills relating to the safe carrying and proper use of that firearm, both in terms of shooting skills and defensive tactics, is irresponsible. Learn more about our philosophy here. So those are two examples of how we address the elephant in the room, and I think it's really important that we do that in our marketing. Definitely. Um, it's a really good examples of ways to get it, get around, uh, things, uh, just from the, we'll call it the elephant in the room right now. Do you know what the difference is between your marketing results from an Indiana or from a constitutional state compared to a required one from, for a comparison for our listeners? out there yeah. right now. Yeah, it's it's I mean it's harder. There's no question about it. Like I, I think if if anyone tells you that you know marketing and advertising and running a firearm training business in a marketplace where you know you have constitutional carry or no training required to get a permit, if they tell you that that's just as good or just as easy as it used to be or you know, or, or it is in other states where that's not the case, they're liars or their business is so developed. Uh, they have so so many, you know, so much good class reputation and referrals and word of mouth marketing that it just doesn't impact them anymore, right? It just doesn't matter. It's not really relevant. But but it, but anyone who says otherwise is basically a liar because it's it's definitely harder. Like it, it it's definitely going to be more expensive to acquire a customer. It's definitely going to be more difficult. But but it's it, it can be a lot less painful than you think if you change some things. And you know we talked just now about addressing the elephant in the room, but there's other really kind of critical things you've just got to just completely upend your business and do differently. What are some of those things that we've got to up, upend in our business model? Your class offering is the biggest one. Uh, your class offering has to completely change. I, I'm going to be really super honest. And if anyone is listening to this, you know, you feel free to call me out. Like you can email Rob and say that Jacob guy is baloney, but let me be as honest as I can. If you live in a state or you have been in a state in the past where concealed carry training was required for someone to carry a concealed gun, uh, then your marketing was easy. You were spoiled. You didn't even have to try hard. People went online proactively looking to buy your service. I mean, how many businesses can say that? <laughs> how, how many businesses get to say, uh, the government forces people to give me money? There's not that, very, that many businesses that are in that situation in the world, right? So most companies who have a product or service that they offer, they have to be really good at marketing. They have to get good at it. Um, up till now, most of the people who are listening to this podcast, the only thing they've had to do is be a little bit better at it than their competitors. But the government was feeding them the business. You know, people were going on Google and looking for a class that they knew they had to take. And all you had to do is be, you know, up there. You had to run an advertisement or you had to have good organic search results. And then you had to look a little bit better than the competition. Um, you know, Obviously, there's other parts of marketing than just a Google search. That's not my, my intent to overly simplify it. But my point is it was easy. Now it's harder. Now, now you actually have to be good at marketing. And so <clears throat> let me, that, I know that that's a bit of a lead in here to the, to the answer to the question, but it's important for you to understand that you actually have to do marketing correctly now. And when I say correctly, I basically mean you need to build a sales funnel. All marketers 
build sales funnels. This is what marketing is. This is how it is done. And I'll explain more as I go here. But a a sales funnel is basically the idea that I need a, a, you know, think of a funnel, the way a funnel is shaped. It's very wide at the top, very narrow at the bottom, right? And my objective is to dump potential customers into the top of the funnel. And then, you know, know that the more I pour in the top, I'm going to get a handful that come out the bottom, right? So in, in a sales funnel, in the case of, of firearm training, traditionally, the top of our funnel has been a consult carry class. You know, people come, you know, sign up, take the consult carry class, boom, they're in the funnel. And then whether or not you, you know, to, you know, move them into and, and brought them back for additional, you know, ongoing courses or classes or other things, products and services you offer, that was up to you. But the concealed carry class was the entry point to the funnel. Well, you can't do that anymore because people don't think that they need that class. Well, you know, no matter how much any of us sit here and say, oh my gosh, they, you know, everybody needs, look, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what we think. What matters is what the consumer thinks. Mm-hmm. And if the consumer thinks they don't need that class, then that can't be the entry point to your funnel anymore. So when I have this conversation with the instructors in my network that are in these states, I get really specific and I say, listen, I need you to come up with a new product, a new course, class, whatever you want. You can call it a lecture if you want uh, that, you can, that you can teach, that you can provide, that you can sell, uh, that is significantly less expensive, that would actually appeal Uh, to a broad audience of people who otherwise would not today sign up, right? So so I'll give you a couple examples. Um, you might come up with a one-hour class that's just a gun safety class. And, and you know, you might say, oh, these people don't think they need gun safety. Some some do. Some people out there do. Some people, you know, maybe it's their spouse, you know, who, who thinks that they're nervous or maybe it's the person who's never touched a gun before. They just moved to, you know, to your state from New Jersey and they're thinking about it. And, you know, you, maybe it's intro to handguns. You know, it's, it's one hour long. It's uh, 10 bucks. It's 20 bucks. It's as cheap as you can make it, frankly. The, the cheaper you can get away with making that class, the better. And, and that's just one example. I'll give you another example and, and I'll just leave it at these two examples. But maybe you come up with a class that is nothing more than gun laws. Now, in your case, uh, you know, Rob, if, if Ohio went uh, constitutional carry tomorrow, then probably the best thing you could do is come up with a short, you know, one hour to 90 minute course that is just, you know, Ohio gun laws. And we could call it something fancy. We could call it the where, the what, and the when of, you know, using a gun in Ohio, you know, and, and you could, the description of the class might say something like, um, you already feel comfortable enough, you know, already feel like you know how to shoot and handle a gun. No problem. This class is for you. This class will just tell you where you can and can't have it, how you can and can't have it on you, and when you can and can't shoot it at other people. Um, you know, everyone needs this class. You know, click here now to sign up. And again, make it as cheap as you can get away with. And because you're not taking people to range, because there's no range time at all, because it's only 90 minutes or an hour or something, you might get away with with getting a big room and shoving 100 people in it. And then maybe you can make it five bucks a person, right? It, it's all about economy of scale because this is the top end of your sales funnel. It's about getting the maximum number of people in there you can. If you can get away with doing this thing for free, I would do it. Because if I can put 50 people in the room, 40 people in the room, whatever it is, at some low cost, I know that I'm going to have an opportunity at some point in the course of that conversation to tell these people why they actually need more training. And, and, and I'm going to pitch them on coming back to some other class or classes that I offer. And I can probably get 10 to 30% of the room to sign up for the next one, right? To come back for something else that actually makes me money that isn't 90 minutes or 60 minutes, whatever it is. And a handful of people, you know, a large, a large percentage, probably at least half of those people are not going to come back. They're going to say, thank you for the cheap or free thing. Have a nice day. And that's fine. That's marketing. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's that freebie that you get, you know, when you walk through a convention or something else like that, they make you think about it. But like you said, it's all part of that sales funnel and getting people to come back. Hopefully, some are immediate, some are long term. That'll go along and say, I remember what that seminar was talked about and maybe it's time for me to go along and if they've got a business card or or a pen or something else like that from you your course might be the one they look look up and come back to well and you also have their contact info right so if i get if i put let's say i put 40 people in a room i don't think 40 is outrageous if i'm doing something really good if i got good marketing and i got some really low barrier to entry product right so it's it's five bucks ten bucks twenty bucks it sounds really appealing even to someone who doesn't think they need a permit anymore uh, or training it's still you know it's it's about the laws the thing you don't know you know even if you've been shooting your whole life and i get 40 people in the room and let's say I can only get five people to come back for my defensive handgun, you know, eight-hour class next week. Okay. Well, the other 30 people, I got their names, I have their phone numbers, and I have their email addresses. So they're going to be on my newsletter list. They're going to find out every month I'm going to send them out the calendar of upcoming classes so they know what's coming up. Uh, I'm going to let them know about other opportunities. You know, if I'm an affiliate of this, that, or the other thing, I can send them those products or services and say, hey, check this out, right? So even though they may not have immediately have converted in the room, that doesn't make them bad leads to have on your list. Mm -hmm. They at least showed the effort to come to a class that was, you know, centered around law, firearms, things like that, which is what we're going to be marketing to them from the, from then on also. Yeah, correct. Absolutely. So, and, and I think most firearm instructors, if you, if you, if you're serious about your business, I got a feeling that if I put someone in a room with you for 90 minutes, you can probably convince a large number of them that they need to come back and take a class. Even if when they walked in the room, they didn't think so. Right. I got a feeling you could do it. You know, if I if I send people uh, in Kentucky who today, if I grab a hundred people off the street who are doing constitutional care, they don't have a permit, don't think they need one, and I put them in a room with my Kentucky instructor and I make them sit there for ninety minutes, I got a feeling that he's going to be able to convince a certain percentage of them that they they actually do need a class, mm -hmm. right? And so you know, you got to have some confidence in yourself, and, and I I think that's important. So so I think you know, there's two sides of this. One is you need, you need an entry level thing. You need a top of funnel. That's the word we would use in the industry, right? You need a top of funnel, a top of, of sales funnel product that you can use to attract large numbers so that a handful of them will trickle down into the stuff that makes you more money. You know, we, we do this in marketing all the time. This, this is how it's done. So that's, that's what you need. Now, the other side of the coin though, is that just once, once you get someone into the funnel, you need the stuff that you can sell that makes you money. So I, I know way too many instructors that the only class they've ever taught is the, the concealed carry class, the one that's required by the state. And, you know, on, a, on occasion, one of their students says, well, what if I want to get more hands-on training? And they say, oh, I don't teach that. Go to the range. You know, you, you can't afford to do that anymore. If your state just instituted constitutional care, you need a deeper uh, product offering. You need, mm -hmm. yeah, you need those top of funnel stuff I was just talking about, but you also need the bottom of funnel stuff. So it's now is the time for you to get, get your game in gear. Now is the time for you to go get certified to teach, you know, our guardian pistol curriculum or defensive, whatever from whoever, or, you know, I, I could get into a long list of, of other you know curriculum. That's not really not the point, but now is the time for you to, instead of having one product you sell to have six. Mm -hmm. And then looking at your calendar, similar to the sales funnel, I would imagine and say, I'm going to do a couple of these over these months to top of funnel recruit people. And then I'm going to have one of these every quarter. That would be more of the advanced classes and sprinkle a couple of the basic classes before that to hopefully get them from doing lecture over into the basic 
uh, pistol to a basic or to an advanced pistol, and then maybe over into a carbine or some combination like that so that you're constantly having a touch point with your customers. Yep. If I put a hundred people in the top of the funnel, right, hundred people take my basic class. Cause I offer, I can put 50 people in a room. I do. I, so I teach it twice a month. So every month I'm putting a hundred people top, you know, top, top of funnel. Okay. Well, if I know I can get an average of 20 of them to take my eight hour thing that costs 200 bucks, then I need to teach that once, once a month. Right. Cause I know I'm putting a hundred people top of funnel of those hundred people, eight trickle out and take the or 10 or 10, whatever I said, 10 people trickle out and take this next thing. Okay. So then once a month, I'm going to go a hundred to eight. Well, I know that of the eight people who take that thing, I can get four to come back and do, you know, level two or carbine or low light or whatever other thing I provide. Okay. Well then I need to probably teach that about every other month. Right, mm-hmm. because if I put a hundred people atop a funnel and I have then I get ten and then from ten I get four, you know, it gets really clear to me, you know, how often I need to be teaching each thing. What are your thoughts when it comes to length of class? I know a lot of states have a mandate of twelve hours or eight hours like we have in Ohio right now. When the state goes constitutional, there's no requirement for it. Do you th- do you think the having an eight hour class is the best way? for engaging our students? When we're talking about the top top of funnel thing, the answer is cheaper and shorter is better. Mm-hmm. Right? Like the, remember the 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 core purpose of the top of funnel product is to get the largest number of people in the funnel as possible, which means I need to provide the thing that sounds most like what they actually would buy at the cheapest price possible and make it as convenient as conceivable. You know, I need to do it on a weeknight from 7 to 8 p.m. And I need to do it on Saturdays from 10 to 11 or something, right? I need, I need to make it as cheap and as convenient and as short as I can atop a funnel. Um, once you start dropping through the funnel, I think the answer uh, is obvious, right? It's, it, the further down in the funnel you go, the more committed the consumer. And so the more you can charge and the longer the course you can provide. But it, that, that's, a, that's a thing that scales as you move down the funnel. So maybe I have a 90-minute thing that is my top of funnel product. And then my, my next kind of you know, go-to is my eight-hour defensive pistol thing. And you know, that, that's eight hours and it's you know, 150, 200 bucks. And, you know, I, I, that, that's, that's pretty tangible. Most people are willing to give me a Saturday or give me a Sunday or give me a Friday or whatever it is. And so maybe that's, that's the right next thing. And then maybe my next thing after that is you know, a two-day class or maybe, you know, and then after that, maybe it's the three-day carbine thing or, you know, whatever that is. But I think the, the further down in that funnel you progress, the, the more money you can ask for and the more value you can provide. You know, and by value, I mean, you know, it's two days or it's three days or it comes with X bonuses or whatever thing. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Those, those are some really good ideas for instructors to take and, and go out there and, and get people. What, what are your ideas when it comes to getting people into the top of the funnel? Um, you were on a previous episode and we were talking about Google searches and things like that. Some of those people may not necessarily be using these days to, for, if they're not required to have a concealed carry license. So what are some of the other avenues about advertising and marketing to people that are non-Google search related. Yep. So, you know, here, here's, yeah, you're, you're dead on, right? Because when we talk about search marketing, search marketing, generally speaking, which broadly includes things like organic, paid ads, all that kind of stuff, that only really helps you if someone is proactively looking for a product or service. 
And in this case, we're talking about trying to get people in the door that aren't proactively looking. They don't think they need squat. So you're trying to get in front of them, which means you need to do what I call, and Jacob made up this term, but this what I call interruption marketing. And interruption marketing is putting ads in places where people otherwise would put their attention, but they're not proactively looking for your product or service. So the original version of interruption marketing was newspaper ads right? You put a big ad in the newspaper. Someone's, someone doesn't pick up the newspaper to look at the advertising, unless you're me, I'm crazy. But most people picked up the news, newspaper to read the news or find the sports or you know, the comics or whatever thing is in newspapers. I have no idea. And so you, know, you put an ad there and you hope that they see it. That's an interruption. A billboard as you're driving down the freeway is an old school version of interruption marketing. Uh, today on the, in the digital realm, interruption marketing is a Facebook ad. You know, I'm scrolling my feed, you know, looking at, you know, silly cat, you know, memes or whatever, and poof, oh, this, you know, here's an ad for something. Uh, banner ads are interruption marketing. Email is an interruption marketing, uh, you know, system. So anything that you're, you're basically putting it somewhere that they otherwise didn't go there to look for you, but they see you while they're there. Uh, so you got to up your game on that end of the things. So you got to figure out where you can put up flyers around town, right? What grocery stores, what billboards, uh, what pegboards can you put up flyers? You got to work really hard with the FFLs. Now, I know you're thinking, you might be thinking, well, most of the FFLs, you know, they are instructors or they're at a range and so they, you know, they're not going to you know, do marketing for me. But there are so many FFLs out there. It's crazy. I mean, in the US right now, I think last time I checked, like 58,000 FFLs. Now, you do, do the math on that. And I promise you there are more garage-based FFLs than there are retail brick-and-mortar FFLs in your town. So you need, you need to really find those guys. You need to talk to them. You just say, hey, I'm looking to partner with, I'll, you know, I'm, I'm given a referral or a commission or whatever when you send me business. And you can go to the ATF's website and download a list of every FFL in America. It's public record. So you can find those people in your, in your community and you can you know, have those conversations or, or you know, send them something in the mail or whatever. Uh, so you, you need to get really good at you know, those relationships. You need to get really good at having partnerships in place with the FFLs, with the gun stores, uh, with the dealers, and, and also figuring out where you can put up interruption marketing, you know, in terms of, and this is all offline, right? I'm not talking about the internet yet. This is all offline. This is, this is me trying to figure out where in town I can put up a message that interrupts somebody. And that, that's critical. That's key. Also, because we're talking about these top of funnel uh, courses or classes or products that you're going to offer because they generally are not going to require a gun range. They're going to be lecture only. You can get very creative about where you do them. You could go to a large real estate broker in town and say, hey, uh, I do this lecture. It's 90 minutes. I would offer it for free to all of the real estate agents and, you know, and, and, and ancillary staff that you have working here at the broker. And they probably have a meeting room or a training room. And, uh, and, and you know, you could explain why it's important. Some of them might be carrying guns, constitutional carry, whatever. And so I just would like to come give my one hour, 90 minute speech. It'll be free to all your employees and their families and, you know, whatever. You know, and you could get really effective. You can go to a, a big store too, a Cabela's, a sportsman's warehouse, and you could, you could make the same speech. You could do it at an insurance agency. You could do it at a legal office, right? You can go to a restaurant and say, hey, you know, are you open to me taking the private dining room on a Thursday night and giving this lecture? I'll do it for free. And you guys can advertise it, put up some flyers at the top, at the front of the restaurant and, you know, for a couple of weeks prior. And, you know, maybe you, you just ask people to register, but tell them it's free. A gym, CrossFit gyms actually tend to be a really good you know, place where you can do this because they have very loyal uh, you know, karate dojos. You know, they have loyal consumer bases. And so, if they put up a little flyer at the front of the dojo uh, or at the front of the CrossFit gym that says, you know, on August, whatever blank, you know, time, you know, awesome expert, 
person is going to come in and give lecture about a cool thing. It's free to all members of the gym or all members of the dojo or whatever. Uh, come back or, or you'll, you'll put your name on this paper to register and save your seat. Only, only 40 seats available. You, know, you got to think outside the box about the top of funnel and how we get more people in. Those are some excellent ideas about going along. I hadn't thought about all those in my own marketing uh, for it. And it's definitely going to push me and, and doing, trying some different ways there also trying to get out there because what I, from what you're talking about, I'm going to identify businesses that a would probably have people with like minds as far as wanting to, you know, be, be independent, uh, take self-defense uh, seriously and such and go after those to go along and host the seminars, which then will bring people in from the top of funnel. And then as we're talking about the aspects of legal, the legal aspects of it and about concealed carry, constitutional carry, also there'll probably be that topic that we'll be able to talk about. Hey, you know, if you want to get firearm training, guess what? I've got a class in two weeks after this and I can get 10 people signed up for it. And all of a sudden, guess what? My time for that seminar is paid for. That's and, right. And I've got those additional leads. Additional leads mean that, hey, maybe in the September time frame, I'll be able to do another class, uh, concealed carry or uh, class, and teach them. And then between those two, I'll be able to do that advanced class that I want to in October. That's right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that, that we got to think about it as a funnel. We got to think about our, our, you know, what, if we've crafted the funnel correctly, if we've created products at all stages of the funnel and we've scheduled them and they're available, then the only job you have to do is fill the top of funnel product. You just got to, that, you know, your sole focus has got to be filling the top of funnel. That, that, that is a neat way of looking at it. I'm not a, I'm not a marketing person. Never claiming to be, but thinking about it from a funnel perspective really puts things in, into perspective. Appreciate your time there, Jacob. Yep, absolutely. I think you know, I have one last thought that just, you know, I, I, hope, I hope this is helpful. And, and I would just say, you know, em, embrace it. Embrace it and recognize that if you, if you live in Kentucky today and you've been milking, you know, milking the concealed carry permitting process, you know, like everybody else, and now you're like, oh, crap, what do I do? Know that it is going to be harder. It is going to take time for you to adjust. But you are also going to have competitors that are going to go out of business because they're not listening to this podcast and they don't know what to do. So it's time for you to up your game, do what's necessary so that you stay in business. And your business will be better in the end. You will feel happier about the, the overall product offering you're giving to your students. You'll feel like in the end, despite it all, you're actually sending people out on the street better prepared than you were before when the only thing you offered was that government-mandated training. Exactly. Perfect. Well, Jacob, where can people find more information about you in concealedcarry.com? Well, yeah, you said it, concealedcarry.com. And if you're interested in joining our instructor network so that you can benefit from some of this expertise and know that we'll help you with some of these things, you can go to class.concealedcarry.com. Class.concealedcarry.com is where we list all the classes from all of the instructors in our network. And it's where you know, prospective instructors can learn more about our network and, and you know, fill out the application to join. Perfect. And there is also an episode... In the first 10, I forget that uh, we had Matthew Marister on describing what the network would look like. So if people yep. are more interested in finding out, they can go to class.concealedcarry.com or listen to that podcast or both. Well, that, that's a wrap for this episode, and we have a few requests for our loyal listeners. First, visit our sponsor at Firearm Trainers Association at ftaprotect.com and check out their instructor coverage. Being a responsible instructor means having insurance coverage. Remember to use promo code FTP10 for 10% off at checkout. 
Tell our instructors about our podcast and the other concealedcarry.com podcast. Share this podcast on your social media. Consider leaving us a review and rating on iTunes and Google Play. This helps other instructors find our podcast. Follow us, Instagram, Twitter, like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, Google Play, iTunes, wherever you uh, listen to our podcast app. And if you have any input, questions, feedback, feel free to email us at ftp at concealedcarry.com. And remember, we bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Stay safe, everyone. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.